the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... We're going to call an audible, Squirrel. As you know, it's my want to do. It's to focus on the Democrat mafia destroying my country. In the ghettos and the sewers that have already been ruined, like Chicago and Crook County in Illinois, it's too little too late. I don't even really give a rip half the time. But this particular Monday, it is just not going to go by. We're going to discuss it first. And we're going to discuss it for the first opening half hour at least. Because the reality is not just that beautiful, beautiful young police officer got killed. There's another atrocity. Another atrocity that I caught just a little while ago. Police say they don't have many details. And at this point, a motive is unclear. So far, no one is in custody. 23-year-old Neolis Colazzo was driving home to Waukegan from North Chicago late Saturday night when she called her sister to say she forgot her house keys. And then I heard a like, loud, like sudden noise, and then she just starts screaming, like, ow, ow, ow. And I was like, what's going on? And she, she hung up. Colazzo had been shot in her Honda Civic near 10th Street in Lewis in Waukegan. Unfortunately, she did succumb to her injuries, and... Um, at this point, we really don't have a whole lot of more information. We're hoping that uh, people can come forward with any tips they may have. Colazzo's family is heartbroken. She was a youth guidance counselor at Edith M. Smith Middle School, a job she started in February. She loved it. That, that was her dream, always to help uh, inspire uh, young women. Um, to be better. This morning, the school district is mourning her loss, saying grief counselors are on hand at the school to help students cope. Substitute teacher Stephen Yader says the children loved her. It felt like they always had like an open mind and open eyes with her whenever she walked into the room. So she was definitely uh, making an impact here. Colazzo was also an assistant volleyball coach at Waukegan High School, where she once played the sport. Her family now hoping for answers and justice. She had a beautiful soul, and I told her that I loved her and that she was beautiful every time I saw her. Her sister is devastated. Her parents are devastated. Anybody that knew her is devastated, just like the other police officer. Once again, brilliant, soon-to-be Loyola PhD, master's. So always the good. And the idiots who are giving awards to themselves, like the failure, dressed like Winston Churchill, only three foot two. The moron fraud who lost the primary is being celebrated on television that if you want to vomit in your mouth, watch it. But it goes to show you the stupidity of the Democrats. As the idiot pretending to be president orders the flags at half staff for the 15 people tragically shot 
in Texas, but the 25 in Chicago. And I don't know if this young girl made the cut. They don't go mentioned. No, don't mention them. Don't mention. And then when the idiots want to, they blame guns instead of who should be blamed. Because I know who shot the girl from Waukegan. I know who shot her. A scumbag. I know who shot the cop. A scumbag. I know who shot the all. 25 people. Scumbags. Lowlifes. Democrats. While the police station here remains bare of bunting inside, it's filled with grief as officers continue to mourn the loss of one of their own. Heal the land now, Jesus. We bind up all these eerie spirits. With fingers intertwined. You know, it's, it's nauseating, isn't it? I could, I could be playing this for many weekend. It's always the same. It's always the same. And the fools who protect the street gangs, who create laws that let them out of prison, like the guy who, who stabbed the people on the orange line. He was let out. He's arrested, I don't know, 17 times. He was let out three weeks ago. He stabbed seven people. Ah, right? You're, you're just fine. And Kim Fox isn't going to run. We just have to wait for another year and a half of this idiot to pretend to be a lawyer and a prosecutor. We believe her death will not be in vain. The pain felt. Let the blood of Jesus replace the blood on the streets. Spews through this prayer circle. And you can only pray that something like this doesn't happen. But unfortunately, sometime it comes right. It's going to happen again and again and again. And just today, just today, Chicago PD commanding officers can be accused of misconduct anonymously. The state appeals panel says allowing anonymous misconduct complaints against Chicago police sergeants, lieutenants and captains, even without a signed sworn affidavit from a complainant and without requiring any complaints to accuse officers of criminal contact conduct does not violate the state's discipline or labor laws. What happened to the guy who looks like Curly's grandson, the head of the FPO, FOP? That moron. John, what's his name? Kent Zaro. I thought you were the guy, but you were giving money all the time to these Democrats. Yeah, you were. You were taking the money and you were funding the Democrats. Well, now, meathead, now anybody can file a complaint. What do you think the gangs are going to do? What do you think anybody who's under investigation, what do you think they're going to do? Hey, stupid, what do you think they're going to do? All made possible by the head of the FOP. Because you funded these idiots that now made it easier for scum to accuse law enforcement of misconduct. And you know how that goes, right? Because they don't give a rip about you guys. To your front steps. As community and faith leaders joined 5th District Chicago officers in remembering one of their fallen sisters in blue. Officer Ariana Preston. It hurts. I knew this young woman. You see these young people come willing to serve. The Chicago FOP Lodge posting this picture of Preston. Police say the 24-year-old was shot and killed early Saturday morning after just arriving home from work near 81st and Blackstone. And if you listen to how many times she was shot, how long it took to find her, it was horrific. But that's what happens in these ghettos. Because who's protected by government are the scourge and the scum and the street gangs and the drug dealers and the welfare roaches. And instead, you, you, you're going to blame guns? A video showing first responders rushing to the scene. Well, it's not looking good. Get an ambulance here now. Investigators say another officer brought Preston to the hospital, but doctors couldn't save her. No mother wants to wake up to the tragic news that their child is dead and dead too. Something is awful and tragic. It's gunfire. No, 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 no. 
No, 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 you failure, you fraud, you corrupt dimwit. It's not gunfire, it's scumbags. That's who killed her. Like the scumbag who killed the other girl with the rock. Like the scumbag who stabbed the guy seven times on the orange line. Like everybody you let out of prison. See, that's the problem. And now all of those low-life roaches, now they can stop any investigation with a complaint. Oh, okay. After reaching an impasse during collective bargaining agreement, negotiations in April 2019, amid contracts talk, uh, the contract talks that started in 2016, three divisions of policemen, uh, Protection Association of Illinois Police Union sued the city. And instead, Meathead, John Cantanzaro, agreed that it should go to an arbitration process. Well, the arbitration process just came in, and it turns out they can file anonymous complaints now. So there will be more, and the numbers will be bigger. And you're never going to get your flags at half-staff. That's only for people we can use to take away the Second Amendment of honest people. See, because if it's one thing that's very clear, if you live near these scoundrels and scallywags, you better be armed like a pirate. You need one of those musket guns where you could fire ball bearings out of it because there's a lot of them. And they're taking over the city. And nobody can stop them. And nobody's going to stop them. Because this is now just the status quo. Her fellow officers gathering to honor a life ripped away that had so much more to offer. Preston was set to graduate with her master's degree from Loyola University next weekend. The university saying it's shocked and saddened by her tragic passing. As an undergrad student, Preston also... It's disgusting to watch it. It's disgusting to watch it. And here's another Democrat stronghold in Wisconsin. Seems to follow these ghetto Democrat neighborhoods around, doesn't it? Now to another loss in the Wisconsin law enforcement community. Tonight, people across our state are mourning the loss of a sheriff's deputy who, they, who was shot and killed during what sounds like a wellness check last night. This is 29-year-old Katie Lacing. Investigators say she was a St. Croix County Sheriff's deputy who was shot and killed while responding to reports of a suspected drunk driver. The 34-year-old who investigators say shot her was later found shot dead in a wooded area nearby. I want to end on a happy story. So at least that scourge is now burning in hell next to Madeleine Albright and all the rest of the other scum. This is, a, this is a despicable display of what's going on. But the lack of response as they're giving awards to Lori Lightfoot today. What is the total count of, 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 of blood on the hands of this moron, Kim Fox? The rest of all the Democrats who lobby to protect the shooters... Not the victims of the shootings. That's what happens in these Democrat hellholes. And now they're in charge of everything. And what does the future hold? Where are the questions? Where will the attention go? Um, it just hurts a lot. Police say it's unclear if Colazzo was targeted. Again, they're hoping anyone with information. 23-year-old girl alone in a Honda Civic What's the value of a Honda Civic Squirrel? Circa, I don't know, 2010 it looked like? What's it, $400? And they shot her. Why? They shot the cop. Why? For the gun? Who knows? You'll never know now. Because as they're investigated, they can file a complaint. I'm being bullied. I'm being harassed. Well, yeah, because you're a scumbag criminal, drug addict, drug dealer, roach. Yes, but I'm a Democrat traveled abroad with Illinois State University, her former ISU professors saying in a statement, 
Ariana wanted to be the officer who would speak for the most vulnerable. So I say she's worth six million Democrat voters. This one girl, this one cop, she's worth six million Democrats step and fetch morons that would vote for these Democrats. In society. Every time we lose a servant, a, a hero, I mean, it's pretty tragic. So far, police haven't given a motive behind the shooting and no one is. In- I know the motive because you get away with it. They walk. They now have street cut. They got a reason to get another face tattoo. That's why they get away with it. It's it's preposterous. The government is protecting the perpetrators. What do you need? How many more? How many more? 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Let's go to the senator from the Windy City. Long time Chicagoan, right? I think he was a bust-out adjunct professor like all the rest. The only job he ever had. Then his wife became a portly lobbyist. Oh, she she's a lobbyist for, I believe, Naperville. Ironically, gets a lot of federal money. No coincidence. It's just a coincidence. Nothing to look at there. Can you point to any specific action that you think Justice Thomas has taken on the court that you think was influenced by any of this? Well, of course, you can connect the dots and draw your own conclusions from them. Yes, I can, Dick. Little Dick Durbin. I can. Yes, I can. And I've decided that your wife not only can slay a bottle of Viagra, but she's your bag man, the way Hunter Biden is to Joe Biden. Biden. But that's the scheme, right? That's what you're really concerned with. You're not concerned with the people in Chicago. You're not concerned with the pension crisis. You're not concerned with the bankruptcy, the misappropriation. You just want one of those exit ramps named after her or you or some dimwit. Robert in Bloomingdale. Yep, that's right, Sean. You know, they blame the guns. The radicals use the guns for an issue, but it's a more so failure of leadership in the city of Chicago to get things done. But don't worry about it. Once again, Mayor Brandon is on it. He'll have a social worker and a security guard for every homicide call. He's a- Yeah, it'll be working. It'll be famous. In the meantime, uh, Lori Lightfoot said the tragedy was that she was shot by guns. Would it have been better if she was beaten like a rock? Like that other scallywag scoundrel that Kim Fox let out as he beat the girl after killing her boyfriend because he couldn't have her. Would that make you feel better there? Custody. Man pants? I think it would. Well, that was a good nickname. Too bad she's leaving. Where do you think her exit ramp will go, Squirrel? Yeah, you're probably right. Right from uh, Lakeshore Drive into the lake. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Hey, thanks for taking my call. You know, you can't trust the words that these media do about anything. Okay, now you go back to that trans girl, girl guy, whatever it was, that uh, did all, murdering those uh, kids in that uh, uh, Christian school. And thing. Right, I- we're not talking about that now. We're not talking about that now. I understand these trans are at the root of a lot of these shootings, but they're trying to pin the other one on Nazis. I wonder, was he Ukrainian, Squirrel? Did they say anything about him being Ukrainian? No? Did he have that transformer emblem on his, on his arm? Or just the, uh, the Nazi... Uh, slogan, you know, the one that we ignore on the tanks of Ukraine. Maybe that's the one. Uh, in the meantime, don't worry. The government has got a foothold. They understand exactly what's wrong, and I think we can solve the problems of the future. Judy, tonight we start with a proud boy from suburban Aurora. Jay- 
By the way, Chuck Cowdy has the hips of an Amish mother. Chuck Gowdy is doing investigative reports. Why don't you investigate the Sinaloa? Listen, Chuck, slowly. The Sinaloa cartel and their attachment to the near south side of Chicago. Ooh, ooh, how about this? How about the new generation cartel? Chuck, you with the big hips. You're built like a bowling pin. You, can you get on it there, fat boy? Name's Robert Elliott. They call him Jim Bob. Next Tuesday, he will be sentenced. See, Chuck likes this story because it's got a guy named Jim Bob. All right, Jim Bob. For what prosecutors call warlike maneuvers during the Capitol riot on January 6th, 2021, mimicking a war movie called 300 that dramatizes the battle between the Spartans and the Persians set in the year. That's the accusation. So now some guy Friday got sentenced to 14 years and three months for January 6th. Too bad he didn't join MS-13 and shoot a bunch of kids in Chicago. He'd be out in seven weeks. In the meantime, what is the movie? The movie, what did he say, 300? We bring the clowns and heads of conquered kings to my city steps. This is Sparta, which has obviously become quite an iconic line. That was a... Yeah, that's the line that got this guy in trouble there. Jim Bob. 480 B.C. On January 6th, when the Capitol went up for grabs, Jim Bob Elliott was wearing silver-spiked hard-knuckled gloves. The 25-year-old Chicago-area tow truck... So I just want to get this straight. A tow truck driver with hard-knuckled gloves, which I wear constantly when I'm in that ghetto. He's going to overthrow the government. All right. Tell me more, bell-bottom. Driver struck a pose with the stars and stripes, wearing a ballistic helmet, eye goggles, and body armor. These photos show him yelling a battle cry straight from the movie 300 script. Picture. Which one was it, Squirrel? Which one? Was it I am Sparta or this is Sparta? Which one? You, I, I think it's this is Sparta. Bizarre line to see. And I tried it so many different. I tried this is Sparta. This is Sparta. This is Sparta. And then there was this is Sparta. And then the final one, I says, let me try one more. They were literally moving cameras. I goes, I know I'm being a pain. Just put the cameras back and he's like what are you going to do and I says just I then in and that moment comes and I just go this is Sparta and that's the one he's going to get 17 years for this is Sparta from the movie even in court documents he's seen swinging the wooden flagpole at officers and using it to pierce the police line after pleading guilty Jim Bob Elliott faces sentencing next Tuesday with the government now asking for nearly a three and a half year sentence three and a half years is a lot better than 14 Jim Bob but you're gonna get cooked because it's a banana Republic it's a kangaroo court system and in the meantime if you would have just bribed either a senator's portly wife or a crack smoking son of a senator who would be president if you would have just committed a heinous financial act of corrupting I don't know say a president for a Chinese Communist Party, you would be touted a hero. Oh, you would have been at that coronation at that inbred donkey called the king now. You'd have had your medals on your chest and everything, Jim Bob. You just didn't play the right cards, kid. Sorry. Now you're going to go. Uh, you're lucky you're not getting the electric chair, Jim Bob, for overthrowing the government with uh, gloves with uh, brass knuckles on. Ah, brilliant. Calling him an agitator and a violent actor and a member of the neo-fascist Illinois Proud Boys. I think the government is doing all that it can wherever they... Neo-fascist? You mean like Lori Lightfoot, who's getting awards? You see, there's a dimwit dressed like Winston Churchill at three foot two, who shut down businesses, put people under house arrest, made it illegal to go to work. See, that's fascism, Chuck, you fat slob can find the evidence to show a Proud Boys conspiracy. 
it adds punch to the charges. Former federal prosecutor in Chicago and chief ABC7 legal analyst Gil Sofer tonight says, Hey, Gil Sofer, how come you never comment on the people who are let out of prison and then go on stabbing sprees, beat women to death with rocks? Where are you there? What was his name? Moron? The Justice Department is emboldened after four top members of the far-right Proud Boys this week. You know what I love about this story? The Justice Department is emboldened. That's the phrase that pays. You see, they're not emboldened against the Sinaloas. They're not emboldened against the gangster disciples. They're not emboldened against the shooters, the D-student morons in Chicago. They're emboldened against the Illinois Proud Boys. And what did they do? They went to a protest because nobody can believe this dimwit in diapers won anything. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. At AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, Kamala Harris. Is this Super Freak? This is the official Kamala Harris song, Squirrel. Every time I say Kamala Harris, I want to hear Rick James. Super free. In the meantime, do you know how uh, Jimmy Carter's doing in The Masked Singer? Do you know which animal he is, Squirrel? We need to have uh, a realization that we've got about 35 years worth of oil left in the whole world. Oh, jeez. Can't you do anything fast? Frank Arlington Heights. Hey, good morning. Uh, good afternoon, Sean. Good, good afternoon, Frank. Um, yeah, well, I'm sorry. Um, wanted to comment on what you're talking about with January 6th and, you know, really how discouraging it is. The Justice Department was um, founded in 1871, I believe, was the year under Ulysses S. Grant to make sure that the 14th Amendment and various other enforcement acts that the federal government had passed um, during Reconstruction were actually enforced. That's what that's what it was founded for. You now, did that include the rape, the Confederacy out of the women in Louisiana, the way um, Grant gave the order? Did that include that or no? Well, I don't. I mean, I don't know about that. Oh. But I mean, the purpose of it of it being there was to was to enforce the Fourteenth Amendment and protect our constitutional rights and liberties. And um, today, I, it's just very discouraging with uh, this trial that went on in uh, in D.C. and um, you know, if they were so confident in the case, they would have allowed a change of venue. And, um, you know, yeah. if what these guys did that they alleged was so obvious and, and so clear cut, they should have been able to do it in another jurisdiction. And, um, so you let know, me, it, let me, you're a teacher. I want to I want to have this yeah. conversation with you very briefly. Let's think we're going to set up a government. All right. You and I, we're going to we're going to go to an island and we're going to set up a government. But you know that I. I'm a little shifty, right? I want to get paid on the way in, on the way out. I really like raking in the money and stealing from businesses and honest people. So we create a system where me, as the president, I put you in because you're my pal. And I make sure that you are in charge of, and we'll call it the justice system. And it'll be appointed. So no matter how corrupted it is, no matter how inefficient, no matter how inadequate, the people themselves can never have a voice on it. And we'll make that, if I die, then my kid could do the same thing and in perpetuity whoever wins the election can always protect himself by putting the highest law enforcement system in the land you put your guy in there what do you think about that i think we started off okay and then it's devolved yeah. ever since um 
you know, our country has, has been founded. There have been you mean the Civil War and ever since they wanted to stop states well, from I, being united and they were extorted? Yeah, oh yeah. I'd say I it's mean, about you know, 40 years I mean, before should, should the judges have been there for life? I mean, you know, Marbury versus Madison, the case in 1803-1804, where the, the Supreme Court just arrogated the right to determine what was constitutional or not. Yeah. And, um, you, know, I, you know, originally the, the president, the vetoes for president were supposed to only be used on items that he felt were unconstitutional and he was supposed to indicate where it was unconstitutional. It right. was Jackson who had made the first one veto just because he didn't like a bill in the 1830s. So they're not so, supposed I mean, to be... we've changed our system over the time and, and it's... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. They're not supposed to be used to nullify Congress then? No? You sure? No, originally... Executive? originally Next thing yeah. you're going to tell me, executive orders were not meant to create and write laws or to create bureaucracies like the EPA. Oh, Frank, you're going to be a terrible assistant on my corrupt island. In the meantime, the good news, Frank, is that when we do have our meetings, we will not have them on a pedophile sex island like the, the, the current oligarchs have. Uh, Tony, Riverside. Hi, Sean. Hey, it's my understanding that the four that killed that police officer are minors. Yeah. Now, not for anything. What are minors doing out at 145 in the morning? That's part of the, part of the problem. Stealing cars. Or robbing. Uh, that's Chicago. That's the way they operate. And the good news is, those kids are all on the honor roll, and they're all going to graduate high school. Bad news is, only 2% of them can read, but that's all right. It doesn't matter if you can read in those ghettos. Thank you very much, Tony. Rob, in the ghetto. Hey, Sean. I love your show. Um, I wanted to finish the thought that a, a few callers ago was having. and So the Mockingbird media love to push their intelligence-run narrative. Best example, lone gunmen. Hours after Kennedy's popped off, lone gunmen. How they know, no investigation. But the, the, Mexico, the, the, the shooting in Texas, they say it's a right-wing Nazi guy. Know, no investigation. No, we're, we're minutes, hours after this. And then you have the, the truck accident. And they don't talk about that. That doesn't fit the narrative when it's not, you know, someone yeah. of the right demographic. But when you look at the shooter and you look at the truck driver, both Hispanic, both covered in cartel tattoos. So what did the cartels have on these families to get them to go do? I don't know, but we know they will kill whole families, whole villages, bury the families in the village. So these people obviously reacted. I don't know if they're even cartel, but for the media to just jump on it and say J6 all over again, the right wingers are coming, they're upset, when there's not even been a moment to hesitate to actually rationally look at the facts as they're developing. They want to tell you what happened. That's when you know. And what the last caller was saying is, well, where's the manifesto for the LGBT shooter? Yeah. Which one do you mean? You mean the one? You mean the one in the Catholic school or the one in Highland Park? He yeah, was one, he was one of those exactly, guys with yeah. the miniskirt too. Yeah, we don't talk about that guy with the miniskirt. And so that's the tell. That's yeah. the tell. And the media jumps to tell you what they want you to think when there's clearly other facts to be brought into this before we rationally figure this out. You know, we're a banana republic. And one last little Epstein Island fact <laughs> I learned today. You might have already known this. Noam Chomsky oh, was yeah. visiting Epstein Island so much you, they had yeah. his When's the last time you saw a picture of, of Chomsky? Take a look at that son of a gun oh. and then picture him in a trench coat oh, no with just socks with on. Guy. Yeah. Rob, you're Have too smart to be in Chicago. Stay safe. Stay safe! Uh, John, Park Ridge. 
Hey, John, love your show. Love, love. everything that you're doing. Hey, I right, wanted to you. talk about I wanted to talk about Chuck Gowdy and Chuck Todd and you know how it used to be. I used to think these guys were either stupid or liars, but now it's clear. The third category is I got to keep my job. What? No, 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 no. Chuck Todd, his wife is a mega rich lobbyist for the Democrat mafia, and so oh, was well, he. He'll keep it. He was he was a lap boy. She was the lobbyist. He marries her. He becomes the front man. He's the spokesman for Joe Biden. It isn't this KJP moron. Wait do you hear what she said. It's uh, it's the wife and brother. They're making money hand over fist. And all they got to do is pretend Joe Biden won an election and he doesn't have dementia. And they just keep making excuses and they'll keep making money. Because if you think this failure bothers them, this failure is their goal. And you know that, John. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Where's Kyle John Perry? Where is this dummy? I mean, we've been very clear. Uh, look, uh, there shouldn't be negotiations on the debt on the debt limit. This is something that they should get to regular order and get to work on. Now I understand. You know, you're you're obviously an affirmative action hire, and you're not very bright. You're not even from America. Do you know who controls the money? Hey, you with this stupid hairdo, like your head threw up. Do you know who controls the money? We should not have House Republicans manufacturing a crisis on something that has been done 78 times since 1960. This is their constitutional duty. Congress must act. That's what the president's going to make very clear uh, with, uh, with the leaders tomorrow. Uh, Congress must avoid default without conditions. Without- must have without conditions. See, now is when you got them. If the Republican Congress doesn't walk out of that and impeach, start impeachment proceedings. Because the reason you haven't seen him is he's incapable of going in public without scripts. I don't know if you're watching, but the dementia is truly at high capacity. It's in fourth gear, and it's got its foot on the gas. That's why he doesn't go anywhere and the rest of it. His dementia is out there. He is unfit. But aside from that, Kevin McCarthy is the Speaker of the House. So you knuckle under this spending, because nothing gets spent. Except the payments on the debt. Now, Kevin McCarthy, man up. I know you spent your time making your bones in that corporatist mafia of the Republican Party. Man up. Walk out of that meeting. We're not going to spend a nickel. We will shut it down instantly. And we're going to start impeachment proceedings this afternoon. That's the only thing I want to hear out of you. 312-642-5600. You'll get nothing and like it. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. No, Squirrel, I know it's a little thing that just goes by and it probably doesn't annoy most people. But they keep calling the National Socialist Worker Party right wing. I don't understand that. See, they're socialists. My ancestors went over to Germany and Italy, killed as many as they could. Oh, and they were excellent at killing Nazis. So if you're thinking the ideology rejecting American socialism is right wing, I, I, I don't get that. Or are you saying he just wanted Biden in faster? Is that why they call this guy a Nazi? I think that must be what it is. In the meantime, let's go to this dimwit in diapers and see if he's fit to argue about the debt ceiling. He doesn't know what $3,200 is. 
let alone $32 trillion. As we approach Memorial Day this weekend uh, and Memorial Day weekend, I'm rushing it. What? I mean, can you, did you hear about the website? Oh, there's a website, Squirrel. Another website. They let him talk about it. We just launched a new website, flightsright.gov. Flight. It's flight. There's no S in it, stupid. We just launched a new website, flightsright.gov. Flightsright.gov. Go to it. I hope it's a porn site that it leads you to where you can see the vice president. Why would an 82-year-old Joe Biden be the right person for the most important job in the world? Because I've acquired a hell of a lot of wisdom. I know more than the vast majority of people. I'm more experienced than anybody's ever run for the office. And I think I've proven myself to be honorable as well as also effective. I just saw Henry Kissinger. Wasn't it Kissinger that was on the Sunday show, 100 years old? He looked like a head on top of a shelf. I say we put him in. Because he's far more has his capacities than you do, dummy. George Naperville. Sean, that beautiful word mother is disrespected when it comes out of Lightfoot's foul mouth. No matter, no mother wants to lose a child to violence, she says. But she sells abortion on demand. That's an excellent point. Oh, we got a good abortion clip. I got a good abortion clip. Where is the abortion clip, honey bunny? Uh, I deleted it. All right, we'll get it later. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how was the weekend? I hope you had a good weekend. A lot better than if I lived in Chicago, where I didn't get my, I didn't, I, here, I, I didn't get my uh, catalytic converter stolen or shot at, so I did better in Chicago. Yeah. Here's, what I want, here's what I wanted to say today. We keep talking about this debt ceiling, debt ceiling, debt ceiling. Why do we keep sending money to other countries? Ukraine, billions of dollars. This country, hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, we can't even pay our own bills. Why do we keep sending other countries money? Somebody's got to buy those villas that. in Cyprus. It isn't going to be you or me. Because it's a scheme that they steal from. They profit from. It's a system. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist, Samer Hirsch. That's why you got to pass the debt ceiling. We've got to give more money. More money. And a lot of that money in these Democrat ghettos Goes to killing the babies. Yes, it does. And then they pretend to care about the babies. They don't care about the babies. You believe that the moment after the child is outside of the birth canal, sure. that they are now endowed with human rights. Yes. However, when they are inside of the mother, literally anything you do to them is acceptable. No, this one. Senator Cornyn. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Professor Bridges, you, in your testimony, talk. USC Berkeley, Professor Bridges. I remember this. This is a couple months old. But it gives you an insight of who exactly you're arguing principles with, debt ceiling, and the fundamentals of Americanism. She has two ring noses and talks real fast, and she is black. About the prevalence of abortion, um, the percentage of black babies that are uh, aborted as opposed to non-black babies. I think you said uh, three or four times more black babies than non-black babies are aborted. Um, you also talk about systemic racism. Do you see any systemic racism associated with the prevalence of abortion for black babies as opposed to non-black babies? 
Um, absolutely. Um, the higher rates of unintended pregnancy that lead to higher abortion rates among black people um, is a result of structural racism, systemic racism. Um, I understand systemic racism not to be boogeymen who are trying to uh, dupe black people into abortion care. I understand structural racism to be the systems that have made it so that black people disproportionately bear the burdens of poverty in this country. Um, the systems that have denied them. Taking away all the achievements of black people. In America. In America. If black people were a country, they'd be the eighth richest nation in the world. I mean, after all, this moron can afford two rings in her nose. The basics that they need in order to to live humane lives like food, clothing, shelter, health care. So you believe that- you know she sounds like squirrel? She sounds like Margaret Singer herself. Well, I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world that have disease from their parents that have no chance in the world to be a human being, practically. Delinquents, prisoners, all sorts of things just mocked when they're born. Now, Margaret Sanger was a Klansman. This is a black woman who's a professor at USC Berkeley. You, that responds you, with the criminal you believe there system? ought to be more black babies aborted, is that right? I believe that, that we ought to create the conditions under which people can leave li- lead lives that are filled with dignity and humanity. And by your, your way to... of thinking, that happens when more black babies are aborted. I believe, I trust, I love black people with the capacity for pregnancy. I think they have agency, they have intelligence, they know what is best for themselves, and I would love to create the conditions under which they can live lives that are filled with dignity and humanity. Do you think think a, a baby that is delivered alive has value? Yes. Do you think that a, um, a baby that is not yet born has value? I believe that a person with a capacity for pregnancy has value. They have intelligence. They have agency. They have- You're going to talk about economics with this idiot? You're going to talk about principles of liberty and freedom with this moron? Yeah, me either. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... It's not policy anymore. It's a money laundering scheme. People are starting to understand it. I don't know how it took so long, but my next guest is exactly who we need to expose it. You see, he's not only spent his time exposing tax abuse and improper political spending by nonprofits, he's authored numerous briefs uh, before the United States Supreme Court. He's a member of the Federalist Society and the Bar Association. He's the Assistant General Counsel at the Landmark Legal Foundation, which has done more for this country and for people who believe in its principles than any organization that comes to mind. His name is Michael J. O'Neill. Thank you so much for joining me, Michael. I appreciate it. You know that. My pleasure, Sean. How are you guys today? Aggravated, because this Chicago Mafia has gone from destroying a great city and a great county and a great state to now this is the policy of the mafia Democrats, and our government is a money laundering scheme. There's only one industry that is void of all taxes and regulations, and it's Washington, D.C. It's K Street. 
I mean, it's it's amazing. You guys just had a couple weeks ago you elected a uh, union organizer as your mayor there, and yeah. I mean, it, it spurred a lot of questions from my end. It's, you see, <laughs> what happens here is you've got teachers unions, unions in general. Let's talk about unions in general, and actually even take a step back from that. Exempt organizations. You know, there's all, there's all these entities in this country that that are different from corporations, different from you and me, and they don't have to pay taxes on on their income. You know, and that works for some reason for a lot of ways. Churches, right? We give money to our churches. We're able to deduct the contributions to churches. Charity organizations. Unions also have it, have are exempt from income taxes. Well, with that special privilege also comes special rules, supposedly. That means if they do, if these unions, if exempt organizations like teachers unions or other types of organizations, not charities, but groups like the ACLU, for example, if they engage in political activities, if they use that exempt, that exempt money they derive from either, from either teachers dues or membership dues or anything like that, and they use that money and they spend it on political activities, they're obligated to pay taxes on that. And so that exempt kind of organiz- that exemptions that they enjoy for their income, if they use that money for political purposes, to, in other words, to elect a mayor, for example, of a major city in the United States, those organizations have to report and pay taxes on that. Well, the question now is, what, what's really going on here? Is the IRS doing anything about it, number one? And is the IRS even talking about it or even looking at it? And that's kind of what I was talking about. I wrote an editorial about it. You can see it on LandmarkLegal.org. And I'm raising the question, and I think it needs to be asked throughout the country. The problem I have is these bureaucracies are, are, are not littered by angels. They're occupied right. by, by political sycophants. We have Absolutely. in this country the only place the restraints are to be is on government, yet it is unfettered. And these bureaucracies are used as weapons against people who fight against it. How, uh, uh, what do we have, 87 LLCs or 115 LLCs that are all attached to the Biden syndicate? Not a one of them is ever audited. I have four LLCs. We're in the middle of it all the time, every time. It's preposterous. These organizations are weapons. And how do we put the restraints back the only place they're supposed to be when it's very profitable to be in on this scheme? Right. It's a great, that's a great question. And I think transparency, and I think transparency, and look, sunshine is the best disinfectant, right? I think that organizations, and I think the, the IRS supposedly puts, puts out guidance, right? I mean, and we all have to follow it. As you just said, you know, you have LLCs. God forbid you don't follow a regulation. God forbid me as an individual taxpayer, if I forget to declare, if I don't declare something as income, I get a letter from the IRS, right? I think we need to have more transparency from exempt organizations. I think we also have to have, look, if you really want me to tell, talk about this, I think that the, or, there is an entity in the government, in the IRS, called the Tax-Exempt Government Entities Division. And it's kind of a throwaway division in the IRS. And it, gets a, and it, it lets a lot of these exempt organizations kind of run roughshod over the tax code. And again, we have, as you just intimated, Sean, which is really, really insightful, we have two standards here in this country. We have the, we have the standard that normal, everyday, hardworking American citizens have to follow, right? And the rules we all have to play by. And then we have the rules that these preferred organizations have to play by. Look, all I'm asking for is an even playing field. If Mike O'Neill or Sean Thompson has to play by the, has to follow the IRS tax, has to follow the tax code, the tax regulations and the tax guidance, then fancy labor unions and big shot LLCs and big shot exempt organizations should have to follow them as well. Yet, in this predicament, we've caught people like Lois Lerner. I have an entire board filled with sound bites of IRS scandals. 
another entity that we know has a 3% kicker in their budget every year built in, and now they've got this windfall of the Biden administration. Ironically, the Bidens who have have scandal for 50 years, but they give this this kick to hire all these agents and the rest of it. Not a one of them will audit the, the bureaucracies that misappropriate our funds. I don't mind audits. I like them. I want honesty. But we're never going to get it unless we make these bureaucracies themselves open to the audits. Who audits the IRS? Yeah, exactly. And I think you're also hitting on a, on a larger point here is the persistent managerial class that exists in Washington, D.C. And certain people are talking about this who are running for offices now, and I'm not going to name names, but there's some good there's some good rhetoric out there. And I think that there is there is a way through this. If we can begin to address and look, we have to start we have to identify the problem. And I think we're, we're doing that now. You do it every day. And then we have to decide who's going to solve this problem. And I think when you have a professional managerial class and professional bureaucrats who have been insulated in Washington, D.C. for decades, they're not going to necessarily effectuate the change to actually improve this country. But I think that if we can, if Americans can decide that they're going to look to certain people and whether things are going to happen and change, and whether there's going to address this bureaucracy and address the administrative state, I think change can be effectuated. Are we not also liable for this predicament ourselves? I mean, I've never done this, yeah. but I hear it on my side all the time, that the answer to this is more money. And I have to tell you something Michael, I grew up in a wise guy neighborhood. I loved it. It was a wonderful neighborhood, but it teaches you to look at things a certain way. If I'm giving you money, I want something from you. Simple. We have this system in place where people are giving millions, hundreds of thousands, regular businesses, 30,000. This is a system that's set up for prostitution. These are not representatives these are political whores and if i pay them enough money they'll eat a banana and drop off a fruit salad and we deserve what we have after all you've got a guy in office 50 years never produced anything walks around in mansions and six thousand dollar suits don't we deserve this i mean <laughs> you'd like to you'd like to think that there is hope on this horizon I, I i tend to be guardedly optimistic on this i do think that the american people have woken up i think if, i mean look if you look at the latest polls i, I think you see that Joe Biden is not is not thought very wise. He is not thought highly of by the American people. I do think you understand, and, and we do have again. Maybe I sound like a naive Nelly here, but I do think no. the American people have the ability to effectuate change at the ballot box. I don't I do want a George the Bush people- in there again. I don't want a Bush family member because I know how they got rich too. What did they ever do? Yet they're all worth billions of dollars. What I want to do is break the system because in my mind, you and me and my producer who's in his 20s, we're the ones who deserve to keep our money. I don't want to get into a system that's Soviet light, where if I bribe the right politician, now I get to keep my money. But that's where we're headed. That's where we, we've, we've put this argument forward ourselves. To hear Republicans, we just got to raise more money. It's a billion dollars to run for office for the presidency. If you run for Congress, it's 700, 800, a million six. So you've eliminated the idea of citizen government. And now to get in this system, you've got this duopoly of corruption, the GOP and the DNC. And they have the same bank. I want to break the system. I want to break it. So I want to argue against Citizens United. What do you think of that? 
disruptors. I mean, if you, yeah, being a disruptor, you come into free speech when you get into Citizens United with me. So I I know, know, but they bundled it. They bundled it. And I don't like that they bundled it. I I see where you're coming from. But again, I do, I I will stand on the principle again. I'm sitting on principle here. I will stand on the principle of political speech being the most protected form of speech and enjoying the highest level of should should enjoy the highest level of protection under, under the First Amendment. So I do, you know, if I'm going to quibble with you on on the, on the applicability of Citizens United, then I'm going to quibble with you on that. So I do want I want. No, more I'm rhetoric. picking the argument with you on purpose because here's the reality: yeah. if the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers had a lobbyist on K Street, they'd have a political action committee, and they wouldn't be getting sensed, you know, because they went to a protest and broke a window, which I'm not for. Don't get me wrong, but the problem is we've allowed them to bundle the issues and cloud the, the, the circumstances that the only place money is ever to be restrained isn't between me and you and Landmark Legal Foundation. It's, on, it's in Washington, D.C. This is an industry that is, a void, that is void of all taxes, void of everything, because it's a money scheme. And this is something that the people in this country, even if they think themselves to be Democrats or liberal or whatever the case is, the vast majority of the 340 million people are not in on this scam, and they don't want to be. They want it to go away. How can we, because you've got the, I mean, listen, you you know how much I love Landmark Legal Foundation. I have the utmost respect for a competitor, Mark Levin. I love him on so many topics. I disagree with him on some, but he started this, right? If I'm not mistaken, he was a, the founder. I love this guy for this. We need this entity, this your organization, to tear apart this corporatist system of corruption that pretends to be our government. Well, again, I think I think if you look at it, what 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 is a part of this? And just to bring us back to where we were talking about before initially, is you see a lot of entities take advantage of the of the tax system, you know. And again, here's what I was kind of calling for here. I'm looking at if you look at three of these organizations, three sophisticated, ostensibly sophisticated organizations. You look at the ACLU, you look at the AFT, and you look at the NEA. Those latter two, AFT and NEA, are larger are the Americans' largest uh, teachers unions in the country. They all report political act political expenditures differently. So they all in- have, and look, they're part of the system you're talking about here. They yeah. all ostensibly have million. You know, they spend millions of dollars in fancy lawyers, fancy accountants. And they all interpret provisions of the Internal Revenue Code differently. And as I say about in this editorial, and they all report. Actually, ACLU, if you can surprise it, actually reports and pay tax and pays taxes on what they think are political advertisements. Whereas you have the NEA and the AFT not doing anything. So you look at this: who's playing by the rules, who's not? And then again, my my point here is: are the rules even clear? And no. I don't think the rules, I think in certain ways, in certain regards, particularly in this respect, and again, this is important because exempt organizations can exert massive political power. You guys just saw in, in Chicago yeah. a couple weeks ago. What are the rules and who's playing by them and who's not playing by them and what can be done about it? These are the questions we ask at Landmark, and we hope to talk about it in the public forums so that you and your listeners can hear about it. Oh, I love, I listen, I go there, that's how I read your articles. I'm, you know, I love it. But the idea that we're going to be better than the mafia at cheating, better at the mafia of pay-to-play. We're not. We're not in their league. And I want that whole system to go away. I really do. Because I, I, listen, I, I got friends that disagree with me, by the way. I got, I got hardcore concerns. Oh, you're crazy. you got to get the political action committee. And it, are you out of your fracking mind? What does my 26-year-old squirrel hands producer do? 
if he's not wired up to this. This poor kid, this sucker, is going to pay 50% of every dollar he makes if he's lucky, if he doesn't know how to do math and realize he's paying sales tax and all different kinds of things. I need all that to go away. I need somebody to fight for the, the average guy. Because believe me, well, Michael, I would say if, I would say on that, Sean, I would say identify and work to for disruptors in society. And you can identify the disruptors just as well as I can. But who yeah. are the people that are going to be disruptors? And we know them. And somebody who's going to come in and not just play by the Washington game, but actually try to make some changes to it. You know, to tr- come in there who's maybe outside of it and not part of it, as you've talked about. Some of the, yeah. the people who are too into it, you know, are are going to be part of perpetuating an ongoing system. And then you have to look to who identifying and supporting disruptors. Do you think there's a scandal to be had anymore? When American people have become so stupefied, so numb to what is commonplace, I mean, you have scandals. I can't believe that I, the Biden I, administration is allowed to operate. I don't. As long as you have a, a complacent media that seems to abet it, then I don't think that it is. I mean, I don't know what more has to come out regarding the Biden administration. <laughs> for for it, I don't under, I don't know what more you. I, I you know we're talking about insider deal. I read an article earlier today that. Biden, that uh, that Biden's son's attorneys were meeting with the Department of Justice and working out some cushy plea arrangement for the the investigation that's ongoing on to it. And I'm, you know, I'm not surprised. But well, when I the don't Communist know, Party think- gives the same guy money for everything from green energy to investing to real estate deals, is there? I mean, it's just shocking. I mean, even Chicago Democrats are like, can't believe he got away with that. <laughs> That's a new one to me. I can't believe Chicago Democrats are saying that. Oh, every once in a while. Yeah, but they look at that, it with but... they look at it with envy, like a fat guy watching somebody else eat dessert. That's how Chicago Democrats look at these scandals. I could I could see it, but I I tell you what, it is it is amazing the the duplicity the the double sta- I shouldn't say du- the double standard in scandals here. What's a scandal for a Republican, and what's a sc- or I shouldn't say what's a scandal for a Republican. What's a scandal for a conservative, and then what's a scandal for a Democrat? And it's obviously. It's it's not even close. We impeached a president over talking to talking about Ukraine, and they concoct. You know, we can get into all of this, all of yeah. the concocted evidence about uh, about Donald Trump, but that's one another story. But again, we impeached Donald Trump for talking to Ukraine, making smart decisions, honestly, about withholding you know withholding arms until an investigation was, assuming that all even actually occurred, and then. What can you have? You can have the the president's son on energy boards in it's, Ukraine, and it not even rising to the level of, of a of a news article. I wouldn't even care if he actually was on the board, but this guy was in San Francisco with sixteen hookers, living like he had a porno site. And it's just preposterous to me. What scandal is big enough to take down the modern day Democrats? They just wallow in it like pigs. It's despicable to me. But I know if anybody's going to stop it, it's going to be Landmark Legal Foundation. Michael O'Neill, you know how much I love having you on, and I appreciate when you do bring that case to make it something as simple as, like, foreign entities shouldn't give money to, say, presidential candidates. Let me know. I want to have you on. All right, Sean. Well, you have a good evening. You too. Thank you so much. Michael O'Neill, Landmark Legal Foundation. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560. The Answer. The Keystone Mafia Party, known as Democrats. I don't understand. You're all Democrats. Why are you complaining about the illegal aliens? Why? Here's a California congressman. 
California congressman named Pete Aguilar. He's figured out the problem. We need an orderly process. I agree with you, Joe. Uh, that's that's absolutely something that we need to do. Uh, what we what House Democrats want to also make sure that we focus on are these root causes of migration. You know, people are fleeing difficult and dangerous conditions. They're fleeing economic issues. They're fleeing because of climate change, and they aren't able uh, to farm the land that they used to farm. Now, Pete, you're obviously a political whore and a moron. I can't help but notice you have a six thousand dollars suit on. They're fleeing oppression of socialist, Marxist, communist governments like yours. They think this is a republic. They keep hearing you say democracy. They keep hearing you say a free market. They don't know you've bastardized that. Yes, you have. And you're using the same weapons. Now, you may fool those third world morons because they're educated like the CPS students. But the reality is they're fleeing your ideology. You see, this is true, and this is why you keep trying to label right-wing extremists as Nazis, and you don't want them to know the actual Nazis were like you. They're socialists. The Maoists were like you. They're Marxists. The Soviets are like you. They're hybrid communists. They're ironically fleeing to morons who haven't quite destroyed the country yet. Uh, with with uh, right, hurricanes. I, I totally get this, but we've been saying this for three, four, five, ten, fifteen years. There is a massive crisis at the southern border right now. I'm not telling you anything you don't. The crisis isn't just at the border. The crisis is in Washington D.C. You see, the crisis is the fact that we're bankrupted a nation that was not only the youngest and the richest, but is the world currency. You bankrupted it. Yeah, you did. And in the meantime. The guy who's in charge clearly is unfit. Uh, for example, you're going to be able to get an Amtrak and instead of going through the tunnel of Baltimore at 30 miles an hour because nothing's been done under the Chesapeake Bay for under the, the Baltimore River, uh, the Baltimore area for 80 years. They're going to be able to go to 100 through at 100 miles an hour. We're going to, they're going to see more. They're going to see railroads going from Syracuse to down to, all the way down. Uh. Well, your son has been on the board of Amtrak, and you've been a whore for Amtrak. Why, why do they go so slow, and why don't they do all that? Because you just keep spewing the same nonsense, and the whole time you keep insisting you're very clear. The president's going to be as clear as he's been these last several months, as clear as well, I've been, as clear as well, other. I, if he's, he's going to be as clear as he's been these last several months, we got some big problems. Yes, we do, because he hasn't been clear these last couple months. In fact, he's been hidden for two and a half years because he has dementia. Uh, administration has been, members of the administration has been, which is they need to do their job. They need to get this done on behalf of the American people and do their jobs. And does he think that he can successfully convince Kevin McCarthy to change his position in this meeting? Well, they're going to have a conversation. The president's going to make himself very clear, as he's done for several, several months now. How many times could you say uh, Since almost the seconds. beginning of this year. And he's going to be nine. really clear about it. There's 10. If the president were presented with H.R. 2, he would veto it. So they're playing stalemate. And what they don't understand is that the Republicans have a golden opportunity. The question is, do you think the Republicans will capitalize on it? I predict they'll fold. I don't even think they'll fold within 24 hours of shutting down the government. And they'll ignore the fact that the government has been shut down numerous occasions. I believe Ronald Reagan shut the government down six times. 
If we spent $50 trillion to become carbon neutral by 2050 in the United States of America, how how much is that going to reduce world temperatures? This is a global problem. So we need to reduce our emissions and we need to do everything we can. How much if we do our part? All of this will stop. All of it. All of the pay-to-play schemes. All can stop without winning the presidency. All the bureaucracies shut down instantaneously. The only thing that will be paid is the debt and Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid. The very weapons they continue to use against the American people. Now, why won't they explain that the man who is pretending to be president still can't finish a sentence coherently? And you talk about fighting for the soul of America. But can we level set in terms of the soul of America right now? Hate crimes are on the rise. Random acts of gun violence. Women are under attack. When they shot that Chicago cop, was that a hate crime? How about when they shot the 23-year-old in her Honda Civic? Was that a hate crime, Squirrel? What exactly constitutes a hate crime? Is it only one that's perpetrated by somebody who you think might be a Republican? Mr. President? I'll, I'll do one. The answer is yes, because that's why we can't let, well, um, we cannot let this election be one where the same man who was president four years ago. He forgot Trump's name. He said Obama. I don't know if you caught that. Did you catch that, Squirrel? He said Obama, this stupid son of a dog. And you talk about fighting for the soul of America. But can we level set in terms of the soul of America? Right now, hate crimes are on the rise. Random acts of gun violence. Women are under attack. Mr. President? I'll, I'll do one. The answer is yes, because that's why we can't let... Well, um, we can't. Did you hear it? Obama. Oh, God. Yeah. He said Obama. Then he cannot remember Trump's name. Now, a lot of Democrats don't like to say Trump's name, um, but he couldn't remember it. Cannot let this election be one where the same man who was president four years ago uh, becomes president again. I personally miss him. I do. And this deposition really kind of led me to why I miss him. When you said in that video that Ms. Leeds would not be your first choice. You were referring to her physical looks, correct? Just the overall. Not, I, I look at her. I see her. I hear what she says. Whatever. You wouldn't be a choice of mine either, to be honest with you. I hope you're not insulted. I would not, <laughs> under any circumstances, have any interest in you. I'm, being, I'm honest when I say it. I have felt that every time I looked at a Democrat. Every time I look at him. Why are you even talking? I think you can say that. Yeah. She's accusing me of rape. A woman that I have no idea who she is. It came out of the blue. She's accusing me of rape, of raping her. The worst thing you can do, the worst charge. And, and you, know it's, you know it's not true, too. You're a political operative also. You're, disca- you're a disgrace. But- yes, she is. You're 100% right. But you threaten to disrupt this mafia. And for that, there will be one charge after another charge after another charge. And the people that support you will be intimidated. They will be investigated. They will be audited. Just like you. She's accusing me, and so are you, of rape. And it never took place. And I will tell you, I made that statement, and I said, well, it's politically incorrect. She's not my type. And that's 100% true. She's not my type. Mine either. I can't imagine anybody rape you'd have to take an hour for the viagra to kick in who the hell's gonna knock her up this ridiculous situation that 
we're doing right. It's a big fat hoax. She's a liar and she's a sick person, in my opinion. Real- Mine, too. I completely agree. How about you, Squirrel? Cream Puff Jim. How long would you have to wait for the Viagra to kick in? Did you take a look at her? Anyway, well, I tell you, these, these uh, four guys go on for 15 years apiece. Yeah. I was wondering, is one of them related to Denny Terriota got some dance fever? Which four what guys are going for 50 years apiece? Which four guys? What are you talking about? The, four, the, the nuts that went in there on January 6th, they're getting 14 years apiece. See? No, just okay. one guy got 14 years. No, no, no yeah, but they, these guys haven't been sentenced yet, but they're going to get longer than the, the, this guy down in Tennessee. Yeah, it's, like, it's guys, like in Cuba. They got these guys on sedition. It's like which is Cuba. It's really a rare chart. It's like you Cuba. If you if spoke you against Fidel Castro, they put you in the cooler till you died. This is a third world mm-hmm. banana republic just like Cuba. And the third world and the sedition. You see, the sedition comes when you bribed the son. You know, the crack smoking one who like knocking up whores. When you bribed him to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars in the money laundering scheme. That's the seditious conspiracy. See, Joe Biden and the Democrats are the seditious conspirators. First of all, my son's done nothing wrong. I trust him. I have faith in him. Just like little Dick Durbin and his lobbyist wife, she did nothing wrong either. The wives and Mike Madigan's son, the lobbyist, he did nothing wrong. And Ed Burke's slack-jawed meathead son, nothing wrong. They're all lobbyists, but they did nothing wrong. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, that's my guy. You save him for Friday. Don't forget, whenever I say Kamala Harris, I want her music to accompany her, and it's not Teddy Pendergrass. Hump Day Harris, this will be the music that accompanies her. We're going to need a cleaner copy, Squirrel. But not just the music. I want Rick James. Every time I say Kamala Harris, who will soon be the president by the looks of things. Have you uh, been listening recently? I'm not sure if you have. As we approach Memorial Day this weekend, uh... we must stop. No, there you go. <laughs> this doesn't sound good, Squirrel. Dominic Glendale Heights. Yes, you know what you need to do? Get Mark Gates on the phone and your other congressman friend in Florida and oh, tell man. them to tell it's... McCarthy he passes any bills, he's out as speaker. That's it's... the only way you're going to stop this. That's it. Ma- I think it's Matt Gates. Matt Gates. And I met him. Matt Gates, Mark Gates. I'll tell you what. Know, but you know what, a, he, though? He's a good he kid. He needs to do it. Yeah, he's a good kid. I like him a lot. I'm They need, they need to get on the phone with McCarthy yeah. and not pass any budget bills. So otherwise, McCarthy, get him out of there. You have one chance to stop all of it. You see, I think anybody who runs, anybody who runs, should run that I will pull out everything this Dimwood and Diapers did. Every executive order, everybody he hired, everybody he appointed, every moron that voted for him, I will make sure they are not in the bureaucracies that have destroyed and usurped as a seditious conspiracy the principles of Americanism. Mike in Chicago. Mike? Oh, boy, Mike. Oh, hey, how you doing? Hey, oh, hey I got I'm nervous. Right hey, I got I, nervous. Yeah, I just wanted to say all these all these charges that you see against uh, the Donald Trump, they're, they're, they're coming from the Democrats, and, and it's the same thing you see here in Chicago. 
They make up lie after lie after lie. And that's how you get people to... to how do you accuse somebody of rape 20 lies. years after it happened? 30 years! 30 years after it happened, right? She said she got raped in the 90s. 30 years. If I even remember, if I'm related to a woman and she tells me somebody raped her, they ain't running for president. I'll tell you that. Not to mention, you don't bring it up. 30 years, you go quiet. Democrats are roaches. And they'll lie and they'll cheat and they'll steal. And then they'll act surprised when you catch them. It's just amazing to me that we even tolerate this nonsense. It truly is. 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. Do you mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? That's exactly it. what is this that's exactly going? what this is told. where he's going. The laptop right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Russia. Tiana, your thoughts. We now know that this was a catch-and-kill operation done by the deep state. The Delaware laptop repair salesman gave that laptop to the FBI in 2019, and they sat on it. And then when the New York Post was going to drop that story, the FBI tipped off Twitter so they could suppress it. It is absolutely damning that Mike Morrell, who again is a political independent, he said that he signed on to the letter specifically because he wanted Joe Biden to win that 2020 presidential election. No There's a lot of money at stake. A lot of money. Not just to the Ukrainian Nazis. A lot of money of the right wing. How are socialists right wing? Is it because they have suits on? I don't understand. Chuck in Dullivan. Hey, um, there's all kinds of confusion about uh, this Viagra and how long it takes to kick in. It, it, it takes about an hour to kick in and lasts two to three hours. The right. hours... Did you find this out from Jill herself, or was it another Democrat woman, or are you on the nasty pill? I'm not on that. I'm not on that one because I won't waste my money on it. I'm, I'm I mean, I would understand you're in Wisconsin, and I, I mean, I'm going to guess you need some incentive because how much does it take to be a lady? Uh, 180. But, yeah, that's uh, going to take 180 and a, and a blue pill. Tell you what. No. Do you find cellulite attractive? But. I, I don't care. All women are there to love, but the thing is, is yeah. you have to use it when you're like me. I'm I'm 85, and uh, the thing is, is that uh, I go ahead and I just use the Cialis because it lasts 24 hours. Sure, and you get to lay in the tub while it kicks in. I see the commercials. I find it very attractive, not to mention the music. But I think that Viagra and Cialis ruined America. After all, it allows these dimwits to pretend they're still capable of things, doesn't it? I mean, isn't that really our problem? Why would an 82-year-old Joe Biden be the right person for the most important job in the world? Because Viagra made him think he's still a man and a diaper. Because I've acquired a hell of a lot of wisdom. I know more than the vast majority of people. I'm more experienced. I think we should let Jimmy, uh, I think we should let Jimmy Carter finish out his term. We need to have uh, a realization that we've got a, about 35 years worth of oil left in the whole world. We're going to run out. I mean, that is if he doesn't win the mass Singer, which I think he's in the lead. When Mr. Nixon made his famous uh, speech on Operation Independence, we were importing about 35% of our oil. Now we've increased that amount 25%. We now import about 44% of our oil. It is shipped from oil to coal. <laughs> oh, anytime there's a Democrat in office, stupidity, lies, and corruption follow. 312 5600 from the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. 
with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so It's funny to watch Jerome Powell fail as he pretends to be helping destroy and bankrupt people in the name of what? Cooling off the economy? Cooling off the economy? I don't like the sound of that. That's because I'm a regular person. If I was an American oligarch, I'd be all in for cooling off the economy. Because the one sector of our economy that never has to control its spending is government, even when it's against the debt ceiling. When I heard Manhans discuss the bastardization of an amendment in order to give unfettered spending to the government, I thought of one person and one person only. He is EJ and Tony. EJ, how are you, kid? Hey, Sean, I'm doing well. How are you? Aggravated because I heard Manhan say this. He said on Friday night that he's not ready to invoke the 14th Amendment. Of course, the 14th Amendment says that full faith and credit of the United States should not be questioned. And the implications of that would be... It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. What do you mean should not be questioned? He means by the people of the country. I mean, this is a rogue government willing to bastardize principles, even amendments. How do we get it under control? Oh, goodness. Well, maybe we should start listening to people who can actually read the Constitution, who can read, period. That, that'd be a good start. Uh, you know, you know, Sean, another thing uh, in terms of Janet Yellen, I heard somebody earlier today refer to her as America's grandmother. I don't ever remember my grandmother stealing from me. Do you? I'm, I'm not sure we want to call her America's grandmother. Well, I didn't have to flip my grandmother over to see if she was, in fact, a woman. Uh, I can't say the same for Janet Yellen. But the other thing is nobody elected Janet Yellen. Who elected her? No, no one. No one elected her not only to her current position, but no one elected her to be uh, chair of the Federal Reserve, where she also did a tremendous amount of damage to this country's finances, especially to the middle class. She says something in this conversation I want you to address, if you don't mind. Invoked it as the United States would just continue to issue debt, saying it's unconstitutional not to. Now, the president said he's not ready to do that, but it didn't seem like he took it off the table. So is it still a possibility? Look, you know, our priority is is to make sure that Congress does its job. There is no way to protect um, our financial system and our economy. Yes, there is. It's called the limitations on spending it. It's called the limitations on the rogue government's ability to bankrupt the people. In fact, Congress is in charge of the money. Why are they being so sheepish? Uh, probably because they know that if the American people are aware of the facts, then the American people will not do uh, what the oligarchs tell them to do. And, and so you have to keep the people ignorant. You have to keep the people in the dark in order to get away with these, frankly, nefarious schemes. The 14th Amendment is not about giving the uh, president the power to bankrupt the country. The 14th Amendment has a couple of provisions in it, but they use one about the full faith and credit of the American government. They use this tiny little phrase in, a, in the 14th Amendment that really is about naturalized citizens and the rest of it. But how in the world are Republican Congress people and in Washington, D.C., why are they not on every corner on their soapbox declaring what the rights and what the powers of Congress is? I, I've never seen anything like it. And this goes for even the so-called um, uh, conservative side or the MAGA Republicans they're not saying they're lying. The first payment is to the debt. Why aren't they discussing this? 
Sean, that's a great question. And uh, you know what? It is one of the most frustrating things with being here in D.C. It feels like it is constantly their A team versus our B team. I, I feel like all of the 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 most knowledgeable, well-read, and articulate conservatives I know go into private business, and it is it is unfortunately those who can't cut it in private business who very often end up running for office. Now, obviously, that's not true for all of them. Some of our reps and some of our senators are really top-notch, but certainly not all of them. Yes, but they protect this 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 cabal of stupidity and corruption because you need the GOP in order to even run. The idea that somebody who's independent or whatever could run is 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 really the problem as you've now got this duopoly that likes government spending. The only reason I can come the only conclusion I can come to is because the Republicans like the corporatist fraud that's cooked in this system as well, because they're not speaking up against Janet Yellen and they're not speaking up against Jerome Powell as he arbitrarily dictates the cost of debt, but moreover is putting businesses out of business. And he's not happy at the number of it. Unemployment is, is skyrocketing, yet they've cooked the way that they count it. And they have revisions every month. And only a couple of business stations mention this. Do you think uh, this is picking up attention as they're revising numbers, proving that the, uh, the bureaucracy in charge of our statistics when it comes to the economy is corrupt also? You know, it, some of the headline numbers are, are getting noticed, finally, things like the revisions that you just mentioned. But here's something that's not. With these crazy seasonal adjustments that they do, they are basing a disproportionate number of these job gains off, off of new business starts. Well, of course we have new business starts because we had so many uh, businesses that, that were literally forced to close and went out of business forever during the government shutdowns of, of 2020 and 2021, even into 2022. And and so a lot of people just went to work for a new corporation. And now that businesses are, are finally getting started again, in other words, new businesses are being created, even though they're not hiring as many people, those adjustments are making it look like they are. So, no, I, I have zero confidence that the job numbers are anywhere near as good uh, as as the Bureau of Labor Statistics claims they are. And then the other thing that I um I find annoying, inflation is calculated as spending as if people have excess money so ironically once again they're benefiting from their failure as americans are forced to spend more not because they're buying vacations or luxury items but because the bare essentials cost more and now these bureaucrats who no one elected again are in charge of what our cost is on the stuff we can't afford and we put on charge cards as you have massive increase in charge card costs, in debt costs, in home purchase costs, assuring more people suffer. Poorer neighborhoods will get poorer, richer neighborhoods will get richer, and the beat goes on. And once again, the Republican Congress, the Republicans running for president, none of which want to even discuss the minutia of corruption and the profiteering from policy that takes place here. Well, I mean, you can't really blame them for not wanting to discuss it if, if they're benefiting from it, right? Uh, but in terms of inflation, you know, this is really, Sean, like the modern-day serfdom. Now, I know that sounds like hyperbole, fine, whatever, but, but the, the fact is, I mean, what else would you call it when you're slowly siphoning the earnings, the savings, the wealth, 
away from the common man and you're funneling it to the oligarchs. And look at the latest uh, uh, data we just got from the Federal Reserve on Friday, I think it was, showing that revolving debt, uh, you know, I know you know this, but for the benefit of your audience, yeah. that includes things like credit cards, right? That just exploded at the, it had the second largest increase ever last month. So people are piling uh, debt onto credit cards, and they're doing that in an environment of rising interest rates. We are creating a permanently indebted class, a.k.a. serfs, in this country. What is the feel in Washington, D.C.? Do they feel that the Republicans will cave? That seems to be the undercurrent. I talked to a very good friend of mine, wicked smart. And he's like, oh, you know, of course they're going to cave. It's not even a question. And that really kind of sickens me because I remember the Reagan years. He was very comfortable shutting down the economy because back then the American people, even if they called themselves Democrats to a certain extent, they wanted fiscal responsibility. They understood that in order to have prosper, gener prosperous generations, you had to have people that worked and earned and created things. I don't get that feeling anymore, and I'm wondering what is what is, what is it like in Washington? You know, there, there have been two recent developments that that have made me a lot more positive. One is the number of Republican senators who have signed up and said, "No, we are not going along with this so-called clean increase on the debt ceiling," and it's enough that the Democrats are not going to be able to get uh, re enough Republican defections to get a to get that over the finish line. So that's good. On top of that, the Biden administration is now changing their tune ever so slightly, and probably in an attempt to save face, where they say, OK, we are not willing to negotiate on increasing the debt ceiling, but we are willing to negotiate on spending cuts. In other words, it's like the car dealer saying, look, the price of the car is the price. We're not going to negotiate on it, but we'll negotiate on the value of your trading. So it was on I, Meet the Press today, so what you're saying. What you're saying is on Meet the Press. A Democrat said, we're really only arguing over a penny a dollar, which is really what the, what the proposal is by the Republicans. But why isn't the feeling... What we all know, if you shut down the government, you would put the spotlight on the inability of the sitting president to discuss the issues. Joe Biden is suffering from dementia. I, I sometimes will make fun of it in order to lighten the position that we have a person who is unable and unfit to serve. And only through putting the spotlight on his inability to to articulate the argument can we even get what needs to be done, and Joe Biden needs to be ripped out of the office. Let's get Hump Day Harris in there, and at least we'll have somebody capable of understanding the issues. Why isn't the but, Republican but, Party but talking she, like this? Is, is she capable? I mean, my goodness, every time that, woman's yes, open, every time that woman opens her mouth, I, I question how she got anywhere in life. Mm, that's the one time I don't question how she got there. However, what I will say is she at least can get to the discussion. We have somebody who can't discuss the topic. It's important that for our, for our kids, I'd rather have someone I fundamentally disagree with because they're preaching communism and socialism and Marxism than this buffoon who is riddled in scandal and corruption. But more importantly, shouldn't be in the position he's in. Oh, my goodness. It really feels like damned if you do, damned if you don't, if these are our two choices. Yeah, I mean, but, but don't we deserve somebody? And, and wouldn't this be better with the threat of World War Three? That all of a sudden I don't hear much talk about. You know, I mean, we're beefing up the thing in China and Taiwan and all the rest of it. But more importantly, we already have a proxy war going on that we're losing. We're losing that proxy war. And at least if we had Harris in there, we could at least have this discussion openly.
You know, I, I suppose it's possible, Shonda. It's just it, it is it is so shocking that these are our two choices, right? I mean, it's it's like looking down the bar at closing time and saying to yourself, "Wow, these are the people that are left." I, I mean, the I can't just I, I'm just I'm just shocked. I'm speechless that these are our two choices, and and it really is damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, you're probably right, though, that we'd be we'd be slightly in a less worse position if Harris was president. And the other point is that the Democrat Party itself doesn't like Harris. When she was running for office, or, uh, she had the least amount of support. She was picked from obscurity because she fit an affirmative action bill. But if we do have to participate in this election system that is ruled in fraud and, and abuse, she'd be the easier candidate to beat because not even dogs go up to her if she's holding a stake. So why not force the hand and put her in there? I, I, I mean, is this talk among Democrats? I mean, you you have to, you know, wander around them in Washington, D.C. Where I am in Florida, I have to get in my car and drive to find one. But you see them. Don't you think forcing the unlikable person would be better than passing off this dimwit as the old grandpa or whatever the hell people are supporting him for? Well, it's it's interesting because, frankly, neither of them uh, are considered very likable by a lot of the Democrats that I know. And, and some of them have even said the only reason Joe is there is because they needed to rig the game against Bernie Sanders. Very similarly, by the way, to what they did uh, with Hillary in, in, in 2016. You know, they had to rig the game to make sure that, that Bernie Sanders didn't didn't win that year either. And And so at the end of the day, you know, you again. You're, you're probably right. We're a little outside of my of my field here, but you're you're probably right that that he is just not well liked at all, and, and his approval rating is just I mean, it's just collapsed at this point. You might say it's adjusted for inflation, uh, and and yeah, I mean there there is I think an argument to be made that that Harris would be uh, would be again not more popular, but slightly less unpopular than Biden in those Democrat circles. Military members get paid when the government is shut down. What happens to the billions upon billions of dollars that go to fight the wars, the proxy wars throughout the country? And I, I mean, obviously, Ukraine is the biggest example of proxy wars. But we have a tremendous amount right now in Africa, one of the few countries that still has slavery. But we, what happens to those pet projects of the uh, foreign policy swindle in this country? Do they stop? Do you know? Well, you know, right now, I mean, unfortunately, the Treasury Secretary has a tremendous amount of discretion in terms of prioritizing payments. And and so it is somewhat unclear, to be to be brutally honest, Sean, it's somewhat unclear whether or not Janet Yellen actually artificially engineer a default. In other words, the Treasury takes in plenty of revenue, tax revenue, to pay for things like interest on the debt, uh, Social Security, Medicare, even the entire defense budget and VA benefits, right? But but she could theoretically prioritize payments in such a way that we're still sending all this money to Ukraine and we miss bond payments. Is the real scandal that is trying to be covered up by Janet Yellen and the Democrat administration, not just that the debt ceiling limit would stop uh, pet projects and the agenda of policy corruption by the Biden administration, but it would also reveal that the revenue to government is a third, April over April, the revenue, which means the American economy sucks. The real people who participate in the government, in, in the economy, who have small businesses, aren't making any money. 
And when you see the, the most startling statistic that the government le- left over with uh, in- unemployment numbers and the rest of it is that April derived one-third revenue receipts to the government itself year over year. And that is a, a number of catastrophe, of depression, unless the government can continue the Keynesian Ponzi scheme of faking it till you make it. Right. But I mean, like, why, why should we be surprised? I mean, it, it's amazing when, you know, the, the, the talking heads on TV, uh, they see these numbers come across their desk and, and they're just wide eyed at it. I mean, what did they expect was going to happen with an administration that has done everything they could to throttle this economy? Of yeah. course, the economy is going to collapse. Of course, tax revenues going to collapse. But if you want the other side to win, Trump or whoever comes in could say, you know, before Joe Biden took the office, the revenue to this country was at record levels, never, ever higher for three years of the Trump years. The American government never reaped so much reward from the Trump economy. Why not put the spotlight through exposing the failure? Because the reality is, if if the American people are morons, you take a look at them in general. And if you keep spending, they won't understand what Keynesianism fraud the the economy really is. So why not just force the shutdown? Sean, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, look. Can we get elected to this Congress, or is it too late? What's that? Can you and I get elected? Because I think I could be speaker, and if I am, it'll be a great. We'll have a great right, we'll, time we'll because give, I will we'll sit there with the cigar and say, "Yeah, my offer to you is this: nothing." I think that's what we need to do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, nothing. You know, we have we have this con- we have this idea in our heads that somehow a government shutdown would be catastrophic. It's not. Almost nothing happens when the government shuts down. Most yeah. Americans never even notice when the government shuts down. Probably the only consequential thing to ever come out of a government shutdown was the Lewinsky scandal. <laughs> That's right. And when people really think about it, it was just shut down for two days and nobody cared. In the meantime, I love what you do at the Heritage Foundation. Your new article. Tell me about it. Oh, so I got a new one coming out where I'm actually going to look at the numbers in terms of the revenue and the outlays of the government and show that we don't have to default if the government shuts down. We have plenty of revenue coming in to pay our essential bills. E.J. Antoni, if I somehow can rig an election the way Biden did, steal an office I didn't win, I'm going to make you my man hands. You got to deal with that? (laughs) All right, count me in. E.J. Antoni, thank you so much for what you do at the Heritage Foundation, and thank you for making yourself available to me. I look forward to the next time. Oh, thank you for having me, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I got to get another hour, squirrel. I mean, the atrocities over the weekend. You know how I hate to miss days. Two days I sent Honey Bunny. How many clips? 42. 42. I get aggravated. Do you want to go with the border? Do you want to go with more economics? The economics I think you're used to, right? I mean, in these Democrats, they fail. It's what they do. Every fracking city, every municipality, every county, every state, all riddled in financial scandal. They're morons. Never succeeded in anything other than stealing. So I had a whole thing about the Chicago firemen uh, pension boondoggle and the Chicago police pension boondoggle. But you know that goes with the territory. And it's not just Chicago. It's New York. Well, they got the same problem 
when it comes to the illegal aliens, you know, like the the one that shot the five guys in Texas and the one that ran into the people over the weekend. And from what it looks like, the ones who shot in the in the uh, in the shopping center. Yeah, that well, in New York, they got the same thing you got there. Push back from the suburbs after Mayor Adams announced plans to bus asylum seekers north of the city. And that's not the main. Do you know why this happened, Squirrel? Because all of those hotels when you went to New York and Manhattan, all of the ones that are expensive, you know, like four or five hundred a night, they're occupied. Occupied by illegal aliens. Mayor's only plans, as CBS 2's Alicia Reed reports, he says the city has run out of space. Mattresses are being moved into the Armani Hotel in Orangeburg, where asylum seekers... The Armani Hotel, that sounds nice, Squirrel. Did you ever stay at the Armani? Oh, yeah, it's nice. That's where all the uh, congressmen and lobbyists used to pick up hookers. Well, now the prices of prostitution drop. That's the good news. Bad news is uh, nobody speaks English anymore. Hookers may be bust from New York City. I'm fine with people coming here, but I think we should have been given a heads up about what was going on. The Rockland County executive says he never received a call from Mayor Eric Adams about sending migrants there. What he's doing here is atrocious. It's hurtful. And it's insulting to the entire state of New York. Is it me or does that guy sound like a jerky boy? Doesn't he, Squirrel? Give me a jerky boy clip. I want to compare it, will you? It's Rockland County. Other counties will be next. Taking on the burden of people without jobs, without homes, without income, without any... But didn't you just elect them? You just elected them! This is what happens when you elect a Democrat. To support themselves. Asylum seekers exited buses and entered the former police academy on Manhattan's sanctuary. east side Thursday night. This is what sanctuary means. Oh, it's true. Granted, you didn't advertise the hotels, but maybe you did. An NYPD source tells us just under 100 people are temporarily housed in the gym. The mayor says the city is at capacity for the... Sounds just like Chicago, doesn't it? Oh, don't worry. New York's been dealing with that for decades. They keep electing Democrats. Now wallow in it. Wallow in it. John Garfield Ridge. Hey, Sean. Appreciate you taking my call, brother. Appreciate you making it. Yeah, uh, I wanted to thank you uh, earlier for highlighting that uh, that beautiful police officer here in the city, oh. uh, Ariana Preston. What a what an impressive young lady. Uh, you know, you look on the flip side now. We got four CPS cockroaches. You know, that's one hundred and twenty thousand dollars per year on the taxpayers. If my math serves, right? As At a least. Chicago taxpayer, I mean, what the hell kind of an ROI are we getting here? I mean, oh, we, you're not. Wouldn't we be better off, wouldn't we be better off investing in Blockbuster? You're not. Yes, it's like buying Senka, which I believe was in Bruce Wolf's retirement plan. It's a terrible thing, and that's a an excellent way to summarize it. And you look at um, so many ways that the Democrats spend money in their schemes. It's starting to get attention from the most unusual places. For instance, I don't watch Bill Maher. I don't buy his shtick that all of a sudden he's not part of the problem. However, I do like when he uh, asks questions about some of the Democrat strong institutions, another entity that not only votes Democrat but produces Democrats for the future. They're called colleges, but what are they really? I want to just ask you about certain statistics because one thing that I think you might agree on is that there has been, and people may not be aware of, is that there has been a sea change at who is running the college. Yes. It used to be the professors, <laughs> right? And now it's administrators. Some of the numbers I find mind-boggling. Yale has 5,307 undergrads and 3,500 administrators. Yeah. So you want to know why the government wants to pay off college, not just because it's writing itself a check that it can never collect. 
but it's paying off the producers of the idiots that vote Democrat. What do you mean you have 3,500 administrators? What's an administrator make? Any idea? Maybe that's why it's, it costs 80000 to send a kid to college. Um, Stanford has 10,896 managerial and prof- professional staff. These are not the professors. 10,000? First of all, what do these people do? <laughs> they vote Democrat. They promote propaganda of collectivism and socialism and Marxism. It's a phony baloney job, and it's a payoff scheme, and you ain't in on it. But it'll keep going on because your tax dollars pay for this hustle. Yeah, you do. What do the 3,500 and the 10,000 people do at Yale and Stanford? I'd love to know. Look who's waking up. Look who's waking up. And then if they could only remember when we had a president with a capability and a purpose, and they could remember what built the strongest economy in the world and who fought against him the entire time he was president. Joe Robinette, Squishy Socks Bidens fought against the last president of purpose and principle we had. This campaign's nearly over now. The noisy excitement and sharp debate draw to a close until that moment arrives, which belongs only to you. But there's been something special for me this year. In this autumn season, with its colors and crisp air, ending of family holidays, I see America coming together again. I see it in the eyes of the thousands of young people who've come to our rallies. There's more than the sparkle of youth on their faces. There is the future and hope of America. They are what this campaign is all about. Tomorrow is theirs, one in which they deserve to do anything, be anything, and fly as high as their talents will take them. We're coming together again. We're building together again. But what I'm really thankful for is that all across this shining land, we're hoping together again. 1984, he won 49 states. 1984. One hands down. Now those kids that he's talking about are grandparents. And their grandkids are being taught by Marxists, communists, collectivists, and morons that talk about Democrat policies that bankrupted and destroyed every city, every county, every municipality, every state a Democrat rules over. Scott in Aurora. Hey, Sean, I just wanted to, uh, I find it hilarious that Joe Biden is talking about how he's one of the smartest people in America, and yet, at the same time, he he doesn't even know that he needs to put his feet down when he stops on his bicycle. <laughs> Scott, um, do you know a Democrat that isn't an ignorant, arrogant fraud? Do you know one? I don't know one. I, I know several. I grew up with several. Every one of them. Ignorant and confident in it. That's what they are. Ralph and Rantoul. How you doing, Sean? Good, buddy. Sean, may I please ask you, before you play Ronald Reagan, would you give me a call and make sure I'm not driving? Because when you play Ronald Reagan, it prevents me from standing up at attention and putting my hand on my heart. I'm sorry, Ralph. I'm sorry. But I play it for people like you. People who will remember a time when this country had a principle, had an agenda, and would not tolerate a lie. Now, granted, I just surmised his vice president. However, the reality is, if we're going to get back to any kind of America principle, it's going to be with somebody like that, 
who could articulate it. I don't know who it is, but I think it's exactly who we need. Yeah, I don't know yet. I'm worried about it. Oh, and also, you may want to cover this tomorrow. There was a meeting at the International Spy Museum in D.C. today. Go figure. It was a private meeting. It was uh, sponsored and paid for by the same stooges, Zuckerberg and pals, that uh, cheated on the elections in Georgia and Arizona. And guess who was there? Klaus Schwab. Bill Gates from Arizona, Raffensperger from Georgia. They were there, sucking up to all the Dems at the secret Steal the Vote 2024 meeting. Take that to the bank. Ralph and Rantoul, that's why I love when you call the show, because you're on top of everything. And you realize this is all because of the new Fourth Reich, led by the son of the Third Reich. What that was a meeting of is the New World Order. And we are just now where we move into the exponential phase. And I agree, artificial intelligence, but not only artificial intelligence, but also the metaverse, new space technologies, and I could go on and on. What keeps these old bastards going? The only good thing we have is that they're supported by complete and utter American morons. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on on you. Okay. Fool me, we can't get fooled again. That's why we're not going to get saved by anybody by the name of Bush. 312-642-5600. We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, it's Mother's Day Sunday. Did you get your mother something nice? Boy, that's a confusing holiday at Rachel Levine's house. Did you know that Rachel Levine, you know, the, the pretend woman, Admiral, the muse, what, what is she, a muse or an, you know, she's an ash. The ash had kids when he was a man. Do, do his kids have to get this idiot Mother's Day presents? How does that work, Squirrel? Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, mental, and behavioral health. Oh, shut up, Ma. <laughs> In the meantime, Matt Gates wanted to discuss this with the new army. Well, don't you think that someone might get sexually harassed if they're showering with a biological male? Don't you think that that, that, that environment could potentially increase the likelihood of that? We're all concerned about sexual harassment. We've Did you know, Squirrel, that sexual harassment among uh, the military is like parabolic it's insane and now there's a push not just by the navy to use trans testicles to uh, recruit more uh, dummies to go into the military industrial complex unfortunately under this president that's how i see it but uh it's still skyrocketing you see the transgenders are harassing the women in the showers grappled with these challenges about how to have it in the chain of command or outside the chain of command, but it seems a little silly to sit here and have discussions about the flow chart of a sexual harassment you know, uh, complaint when you've got people with male genitalia showering with your female soldiers. I, I want to recruit talented women. 
into our army. And I'm concerned that this weird stuff that you guys are doing is not going to make it more likely that those people are going to sign up. General McConville, you and I spoke yesterday about the fact that the army has to recruit extensively men from the American South, that that, that, that makes up a wide variety of who's coming into the United States Army. You think you're going to recruit more of them with this kind of stuff? Probably not. And that's the point. I, These people are crazy. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, let's pay homage to a big success today. I don't know if you heard, but um, there's a website, and the transportation secretary thinks it'll solve all of our problems. It's important to note here that just over two years ago, when President Biden took office in the depths of the pandemic, the biggest concern around our nation's airlines was whether they would stay in business at all. And if they did, how many years or even decades it would take for them to recover. But President Biden acted to restore this economy swiftly. Yeah, we got a new website. We just launched a new website. Flightsright.gov. Flightsright.gov. No, you got that wrong too, stupid. Well, hey, good news is we got a website. I wonder if it's uh, as expensive and works as good as the one for Obamacare worked. I'll be back in 21 hours. This is Sparta! Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.